0: Green, but the story of how he made it to the NFL is not widely known. In the summer of 1962, Green was signed to a free agent contract by Cowboys owner Clint Murchison, who hoped the two-time All-American from Utah State could fill Dallas's need for a reliable cornerback. What made the signing unusual was that Green had been a standout basketball player at Utah State and had never played any college football. But Dallas took a chance and offered Green more money than the NBA's Chicago Zephyrs, who had made Green their first-round draft pick in 1962. Well, the signing proved to be one of the greatest coups in NFL history, as Green quickly developed into one of the league's finest defensive backs. He played 13 seasons for Dallas and made it to the Pro Bowl five times. Long before guys like Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders made headlines as two sport athletes, Cornell Green was paving the way, earning his status among the little-known legends of sports.
1: I'm Matt Vaskersian Man, I feel like I'm in my twenties again. At work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah,
2: you just need to send them a text. Text Pride to four two four two four right now for your complimentary bottle of NuGenix Total tea the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of NuGenix Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text P R I D E to four two four two four. That's Pride to four two four two four.
3: The Joe Beaver Show is on the air. 22! What
4: do you mean? 22! No 20. 20. After
3: all the uncertainties of the past two years, there's been an expectation and a hope for a more normal 22-23. But now the question is... Do you know
4: going to?
3: USC and UCLA
1: do. They're both Big Ten schools.
4: Yeah.
3: But where does that leave the rest of us? Who could possibly answer that question in a strange new era of analytics bad transfers
4: i didn't get here? But
3: well, it looks to me like you portaled
5: it oh, what you know portal from wherever you were to here What's that? it's a, a
3: different kind of portal mm. it's just changed so radically and we're all to catch up. And realignments. Involved both hands force. Yeah. Who's next,
4: who's next, who's
3: next, who's next? All we do know is the boys are back. And the Joe Beaver show plots its own course. Now there are a few more topics that we have to cover. And we will not talk about transfers and we will not talk about my mother. We will talk about what I want to talk about. Fair enough. Who's next? Who's next, who's next, who's next? Who's next? Joe Beaver is on
6: 1240
3: Joe radio tally's 3-1 the swing on driven deep to right JK got all of that baby way way gone. a home run for Jared Keldick it's seven 4 Seattle a two home I'm so run happy night for, him. for JK
7: yeah, I really am
3: a two home run night for Mitch Hanniger. it's home run derby here in Seattle Man, oh man, did he lean
8: on that! I promise it will not be all Mariners all the time here today. But TJ's got his uh, nice Mariner teal T-shirt on, and it's an exciting time. Mariner fans are writing in already on the on the University Honda text line. Mike in Seattle and like in uh, Lebanon with a very good one. We'll have you read that, but TJ one game to go and it might be over. You yeah, might be in this could be before, day day. before the game even starts. I know
7: for uh, Orioles and Yankees at four Oh five today in the Bronx. Uh, I think, no, They're, regardless four Oh five start. I don't know where that yeah. game's being played. And then the Mariners and, uh, and Oakland A's at six You're right. I think, uh, I don't think, it, I don't know if that one will wrap up before it starts. Uh, Cause you know, games are usually about three hours, but could be first or second inning or you know i see people saying yeah oh it would probably be you know maybe better if the orioles win tonight and then you uh then you go out and you you clinch with a win which i guess would be cool but to be honest (laughs) i don't care at all Uh, this this is this is a day i've been waiting for for your whole life the whole life really (laughs) i mean you were what i can't i can uh It really, it kind of like, you know, it sets in a little bit. Last night I was calling Corvallis and Silverton, Silverton all over Corvallis last night. It was uh, 44-7 Foxes uh, over Corvallis up at Silverton High School. But, you know, kind of just keeping an eye on my phone throughout the night and having the walk-off win in the 11th inning and just, you know, falling behind twice in extra innings and, and coming back and winning and seeing that magic number down at one. Yeah, uh, I mean, it de- doesn't really feel real, but uh, and again, not the not the Joe Mariner show, but it, it is really just a fabulous, fabulous feeling today of what could be what I have you know I, me and a lot of other people who have not seen it in quite a while or don't remember it all. Like did you me, get a
8: sense in the off season what Jerry Dipoto was doing that this could happen?
7: Yeah, it could happen. Didn't seem like it in June though. There are ten games under five hundred in the right. middle of June, and, right. and nothing was going well at all. And then it was a 14 game winning
8: streak. Yeah, 14 game all.
7: winning streak, 22 of 25. And that really, you know, kind of catapulted what they've done to this point. And now it's just sitting there, it's waiting for the taking. And it will be, oh, so sweet. It yeah. will. well it is. It, it, it doesn't uh,
8: feel real. It does not. But here it is. There was only, for me, there was only one time when I thought, okay, he, he, here we go. This is where the swoon hits and it was the three games losing streak right after the All-Star. Yeah. Break.
7: It did it it was kind of a reality check and you know I think they lost 6 to so they played the Astros 7 times uh 7 times out of the uh next 10 games out of the break. 7 of the 10 out of the All-Star break and they lost 6 of those 7, right? Yeah. And you're like oh. Yeah, But then you're like, well, I actually don't have to play the Astros anymore after the, after those seven games. So it was a slight plus on that perspective. Uh, well, then on they started to
8: gain some consistency, and they didn't really have more than a two-game losing streak, I think, for quite some time. Not really, not until this stretch. right? Really down right. the
7: stretch of the season. And, you know, the Astros won are going to win like 105, 100, games this year. So really not the worst thing in the world to struggle. And they went, you know, overall before that swoon, they were um they were i think like 500 against the astros so far that year so up to that point they'd actually handled the astros pretty well uh just you know that swoon sort of after the all-star break and you know kind of a letdown when you win 14 games in a row you've kind of you know pushed your luck factor up a little bit and it's due to you know come back a little bit like you do when you play a really good team like the astros and now uh they're on the other side of the actually no they're right now the positioning they're on the Astros' side of the postseason bracket in the number two wild card spot um, but still uh, seven games to play so a lot to shake out over the next six days yeah and it's that'll be a fun thing to be exciting
8: it was about getting in okay you're not in yet but everybody just figures okay you're in something's gonna happen yeah. But now you're only a game and a half out of the The number one position, which which means hosting. Hosting,
7: yep, which is important. And, you know, which was probably the most frustrating out of this stretch uh, where they're losing games. And we heard, you know, there was jokes about, you know, Mariners, Kurtz, TJ Mariners, Kurtz, you know, again, I apologize. But it seems like they've worked through uh, the adversity I caused them. Anyways, (laughs) but the the most frustrating part of this is not only did you have a you, the the opportunity to sit out there and clinch was there, which they will do tonight. As bad as they have been in this final stretch of the season, you know, and I'm sure they would agree, playing against you know bad teams and losing often uh, against all these teams, the the opportunity for the number one spot is sitting there waiting for the taking. And say you go on a, like a really hot stretch down the end of the year instead of say, losing 70% of your games down the stretch. You lo- you win 70% of your games, and then you're hosting in the first round, which is yeah. so, Im- so important, it would be good. I mean, you- I don't know if you want to go to Cleveland for three games or go north of the border for three games as well. Uh, you know, two tough opponents there on the road, hostile environments. You know, you-, you like your chances with your pitching staff, but, you know, road playoff games are tough. They are. That's why you win more to play at home and get that crucial – Tiebreaker game at home as well. The game five or game seven, depending on the round.
8: Well, Mitch Haniger was, uh, uh, you know, grabbed just before they call it a walk-off interview. Let's let's mm-hmm. listen to a former Corvallis Knight
2: talk about home runs for a lot during this game we'll get to them in a minute but you look at this game everybody's so involved and so important this is up and down the lineup we've got coaches throwing gatorade at each other this is you, you did the full circle happy dance I mean how do you describe this win
1: just keep fighting I mean uh playing good baseball it's been fun and uh just keep it rolling you know one more
8: <laughs> I don't know I thought he was going to stop there but um no, that, that that there was there's a there was an extra pep in the step yeah. on the home run call yeah. on that question right there. And Mike texted me last night and I didn't get a chance to listen. We had guests over, but he said that uh, Rick Riz was broadcasting in a very excited yes, way. Yes, he was, yeah. Listening listening
7: on the drive back from, from Silverton High School. He was uh he really was oh so excited. And again, like just there 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 are a number of times in this streak. With not with this, not with this exactly current group of players, but you know, 20, uh, 2014, 2016, 2018, a little bit like where you felt like, oh, the streak could be over here, yeah. So in 2014, they missed by a game, 2016, they were a game out on game 161, missed, uh, 2018, they had an 11 game lead on a playoff spot in July, mm. and then fell apart down the stretch. So, you know, there's multiple times in this stretch where Riz and others and who have worked with the Mariners for so long could see, like, hey, the streak could be over this year and it didn't. And then last year you missed, you, you know, you were in a playoff spot with three games to go and didn't make it. Right. But now that reality is setting in that, you know, it's over. It, it's probably going to be over hopefully by 7 Eastern tonight or 7 Pacific, pardon, yeah. tonight. Right, right. And it, it doesn't feel well and again if you guys have any any comments on ending the streak or any other topics we might peruse today five four one 5356 we've gotten some texts in like john said on the mariners tonight and mike in seattle texts in no fooling around tonight is the night the curse ends with uh, sending it my oh my by macklemore which i think is a good song choice for tonight uh michael in lebanon uh had a very detailed text message. A couple of these free agents I didn't even remember, probably because they are when I was uh, a little too young. 21 years in the making, way too many one nothing Tuesday night, September, losses to the A's. Way too many big free agent signings, only to come up a few games short. Way too many bright stars brought up too early and faded away or traded away and become even bigger stars. Way too many Sean Figgins, Dustin Ackley, Ryan Franklin, who I didn't remember. I thought you were talking about Nick Franklin, but... That just goes to show you the productivity of Franklin's uh, in a Mariner uniform. Justin Smoke, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I just wish Felix and Seeger were on this team so they could finally get to know what it would like to be like to be in the playoffs. Seattle has earned this. We have earned this. I don't think anyone is entitled to anything in life, but maybe this organization and their fans are finally getting what they have waited for for twenty plus years: playoffs.
8: Nice. Yeah, Michael.
7: I feel. You know, if there's one guy I think that should be in the house tonight, it should be Felix Hernandez. Yeah. I don't think he will be. Uh, I don't I don't think him and the organization, like, really ended on great terms, especially with this front office. But I think if there's anyone who should be here uh, at the ballpark tonight. By the way, the resale market on the tickets tonight are absolutely bonkers. Centerfield bleacher seats are like $130. Which, you know, those go for about 10 usually. $130 <laughs> well, on resale. It's good
8: for them. It's, 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 it's good, great. It's good for, to see them economically. Yeah. It's great to see filling seats and yep. making some money because it, you want them to be happy. You want them to stick around. Yeah. And uh, with the futility and all of that, finally they get to, you know, make a little money. Um, this is not going to be the Mariner Show. We've got uh, Ron Callen joining us an hour from now. We might have another guest to speak to women's rowing at Oregon State University. Still waiting on that. And, of course, uh, breaking down the game, hearing from Ty Winningham, and a few other things on Oregon State football and uh, other sports. But, of course, Oregon State football tomorrow. Uh, And we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll transition into Beaver stuff. But I I just want to play a little of this because I kind of like it.
1: in the garage, the sawdust, that pine saw and the moss. Around every spring, when the winter thaw, we'd huddle around the radio, twist the broken knob. 7:10 a.m., no KJR. House, this voice would echo throughout the yard. Couldn't have been older than 10, but to me and my friends, the voice on the other end might as well have been gods. 1995, the division series. Anchors at bat, bottom of the 11th inning. Got the whole town listening. Swung on and belted. The words distorted. Joycore, around third. Here comes Drippy. The third of the place not in town. My own oh mother, the Mariners winning. Yes, fireworks, they let up that ceiling in the King Dome. We had just made history.
3: Here comes joy. Here is Jenny, the third base. They're going to wave him in. The throne of the plate will be late. The
8: Mariners for the American League. You ever heard that song before? I have, have you? many yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, we played a little bit of it this morning. I wanted to hear more. My daughter was is, is going to love this. I, she loves Macklemore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think she's seen this. She used to board up for us when she was in high school and didn't know anything or care much about baseball. And then just... From being a board op every single night, she just fell in love with Niehaus and the Mariners and kept track of it. Mm -hmm. And she loves Macklemore, and I don't think she knows about this song, even though it's an old song. Yeah, I'm going to share it with her, and I think that'll be fun for her. We will talk Beaver stuff when we come back after this on 1240 Joe Radio.
0: If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Lynn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541- 926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home Loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Lynn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, call 541 926 3882 and thank you for serving your country. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, it's the Kubota L-Series Tractor. It's part of a Kubota Tractor lineup that's rated number one in durability and owner experience. The durable Kubota L1 features powerful diesel engines and is easy to operate. Visit Lynn Benton Tractor in tangent or go to LynnBentonTractor.com.
1: Tractor, we're still doing business the
2: American way.
1: Hey Beaver Nation, this is Jake with Albany Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Hyundai. Our diverse sales staff is here to provide the very best customer service and great savings. You don't have to buy a car from us. We just want the opportunity. We're confident that you give us one. You'll want to do business with us. We also have multiple master technicians for all of our brands with the expertise to tackle any issue your vehicle may have, from huge diesel trucks to all-electric vehicles. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for free gas Fridays and to win Beavers tickets. We're Albany Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Hyundai on San Am Highway across the street from the Fred Meyer.
4: Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first.
6: For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541 760 2277.
7: Call the glass man. Need your auto glass repaired or replaced? Need to recalibrate your advanced car safety system? Don't call that 800 number. Call the glass man.
6: For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541 760 2277. Call the glass
0: man. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones Financial Advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 758 two four five Edward jones member sipc
1: hey beaver fans this is katana lodapo and you are listening to the joe beaver show on 1240 joe radio
8: yeah and speaking of uh tim uis edward jones we are going to be broadcasting live from his new location in a couple of weeks uh, i believe before probably two weeks from now i think the next home game it'll yeah. be two weeks yeah because yeah, uh, two we've weeks got from to utah then then stanford and then come back home so two weeks from today that'll be a lot of fun they say, where are you going to be? It's it's in an odd location. I think we're going to be under a tent downstairs because he's upstairs in a corner office. It's hard for people to get to. Let's hope it's not rain. And I know. And <laughs> uh, maybe some pizza or hot dogs. And anyway, we'll be in the parking lot. But that's a couple weeks away. We can talk about that more later. All right. Big segment there on the Mariners. Dave from Tumwater is going to uh, come up next. He'll want to talk about that, too. We'll talk about the beavers. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. I wanted to play a Steven Kwan cut <clears throat> just for fun. It had, you know, it's not the it, he just he just keeps consistently coming. He is very consistent. And I just thought, let's play it.
9: Now the one-one. Kwan lines it to left, base it, down the line, hits off the sidewall. Straw will
0: score. Kwan's in with a stand-up double. We are tied at one.
8: I, I like the, the I, broadcaster. I lo- Tom Hamilton's phenomenal.
7: Yeah. energy. You talked about energy with Rick Riz. Tom Hamilton, every time I've listened to him, brings the energy. He's phenomenal. He's good.
8: Here's another one that I want to play for you and for Dave. Oh, go ahead. And for everybody else, uh, because it drives me nuts. Oh, what did I do with it? Uh, McDaniel, McDaniel. I don't have it. I'm going to have to get it for another segment. It's a Burrow touchdown. Nothing special about it except for one thing, and we'll get to that later. Dave from Tumwater, welcome to The Joe Beaver Show.
10: Good morning, gentlemen. Glad to uh, chat with you this uh, fine day. Um, first, I want to call. I, I know I'll get to Beaver stuff very quickly, John, but I want to call to kind of offer TJ preliminary congratulations. I remember when I was a kid, when uh, when I was, uh, because I was an NBA fan more fervently than anything else, and of course I loved the Philadelphia Warriors and Wilt, and I remember vividly uh, that if the, if they clinched the uh, a series at home, but there was enough, and they were sh- assuredly going to win. They would announce, and the Syracuse Nats used to do this too mm-hmm. as often as not. They would beat the Warriors. They would announce with about a minute to go, but everyone reveling in the moment they would announce playoff tickets go on sale at <laughs> noon tomorrow. And the, and the, and the place would just go, uh, a- absolutely uh, crazy. Yeah. And so I, I thought of that and, and, and to mention the mention that, playoff, the tickets going for 1100 bucks or whatever it is out that, uh, at T-Mobile, the guy who sits in front of me at Seahawk games, sold his two seats to the Denver game for $1,250 a pop. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, he paid for half his entire season ticket package with one game. However, he also sold what was unquestionably the biggest game of the year, playoff atmosphere, and probably one-half to one-third of the Seahawks' total win total.
7: <laughs> wow i can't blame them though dave to be honest i mean sometimes you got to work smarter not harder
8: well listen to this yeah, guys listen to this guys with with you saying that dave um and the ticket prices and all that softy dave softy Mahler tweets i can't use my my seats tonight would love to give them to someone who typically doesn't get to go to games in person would love even more to give them to a parent and kid combo if possible Reply to this with a pick of you and your son or daughter. We'll pick a winner soon. So he has his own personal seats he can't go to, on a on such a big night in his offering. Big them up. and expensive night. Yeah, very for free. That that's very cool. That's a great
10: gesture. You know, He's almost redeemed himself in my eyes with a gesture like that. <laughs> uh, but I I want to I want to loop back to SC and then kind of go forward from there, John. Yeah. If, if there's time. And I'm not trying to cause trouble. but fans, you know you know how many times do I have to say, John, I bring a fans perspective to my calls on the show. do Does anyone in Corvallis know what happened to the kid who responded to SC player provocation, ran out on the field and was arrested? Do we know what his legal status is I've not read I'm not ready I'm gonna story take a guess.
7: I'm that. gonna take a guess. he was just fined. Um, that's yeah. that's usually yeah. all it is. They'll they'll give you a warning, because he was after the game too. I don't think it would necessarily necessitate a ban from the stadium. he probably just got slapped on the wrist with a fine. Yeah.
10: So there's been nothing in the press or social media down there about it.
7: Uh, nothing that I've nope. seen. No.
10: Okay. okay. Speaking of social media, in uh, my new role as an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. I'm gonna try to get I'm gonna try to get on Mad Dog's show today and tell him that after his rant on Wednesday on Stephen A's show that he is the toast of Corvallis and I think I can say that without uh, without hesitation of exaggeration. But in but in my new role as an influencer, TJ, I want to know uh-huh. have you had a chance to check out the song that I mentioned by text to Sarah Elcano that I recommend for a high. A, a, a real juiced up moment in the stadium where they want to really get people uh, charged up. All oh, the larceny crazy by any chance. Yes, have I have heard Dave. that song. Either of you.
7: Uh, well, I, I don't think I probably had heard it before that the song sounds like it will have been played at, a sporting event before it, it doesn't, I, I I can't promise that uh, I have because there's no like certainty, but I definitely think that um, it has been played there before. That does sound like a song that would be played in a stadium somewhere at some time.
10: Yes, I can verify that because I only know about it because I heard it at a Seahawks game.
7: That would make so, sense.
10: Dave. Uh, uh, I've never heard it in Corvallis, but John, if you will indulge me. I just, want, I just want to go through the lyrics just to give you a sense of what this song is like because it's really powerful. So, so here we go. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll play, play it if this. it's clean. Just, just think of this as a poem. I think I should warn you, there's something about to change. We're standing at the border where history is made. Now imagine this in a big game. We're uh, 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 hypothetically, in retrospect, against F C last the weekend. So the second stanza, we're cranking up the lights now. Getting the picture, John, so everyone can see it's all happening right now. We're going to make you believe. And then we get to the refrain. It's about to get crazy. It's about to go down. It's about to, uh, it's about to get crazy. It's going to be loud. It goes on from there. Guys, Sarah, if you're listening, you have got to play this song at a high-powered <laughs> crux moment at Research Stadium where you wait when you want to get people juiced. I promise you, all, all the listeners, people over there in Gill Coliseum, this song will go over big if you play it at the Cougar game.
7: Yeah, I think I I think it's a good a good recommendation, Dave. I think uh, the music they did chose I thought it was a good selection at least for for my taste in my generation. But I also agree that I think that would be a, that would be a good song choice. I think the Seahawks do a very phenomenal job with the in stadium music. I've been to a Seahawks game in a few years, but the the last game I was there I think 2018. Uh, the the music selection they have there I think is really good for getting fans juiced up, and of course in an environment that is like notoriously loud and energetic. So I think. I think that's a good song choice, Dave.
8: Who sings it?
10: Yeah, and, and it's called Oh, the Larceny is the group. Oh, oh, yeah, the it's, a, it's
7: a group, yeah. Got it. So that's it's good. good. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll tease it here on the air a little bit.
10: Okay, that, w- that would be great, TJ. I appreciate it. So, uh, what time does the tailgate show start tomorrow morning? Tom? Right in seven early,
8: a.m. 7 we will watch the sunrise with everybody. We will, uh, Yes, it will. We'll be here because yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but I'm up every day at four, uh, at three thirty to do my morning shows. So that'll be a couple of extra hours of sleep for yours truly. And uh, TJ had to suffer through a forty-four to seven. Uh, high school game last night, so we're 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 kind of off tonight, yeah. which is a neat deal. And I know well, I, for I good, told TJ, for good reason. <laughs> I told TJ, take some Pepto Bismol before you come in tomorrow. If the Mariners break the streak, you get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
7: might, might be a little groggy okay.
8: tomorrow.
10: Well, again, congratulations, TJ. I would have liked the Orioles. I mean, what I wouldn't have wanted the Orioles to supplant the Mariners, quite honestly. Mm. I mean, they're thirty games above last year's. Win total. I think it's one of the best recoveries by any team. Adley's led the way. They'll get better, but good luck to the. Ma- not but look, one. My parting shot, TJ. This yes. is actually from Chris from Tom Water. When you get to the playoffs, to quote Chris uh, Russo, the agita only gets more intense if your team's not doing well. Not saying anything. that's not going to go well, but the pressure only gets greater starting tonight. That's true. That's and true. And
7: that's why we have hey, wonderful things in this world to leave stress. <laughs> One last thing.
8: Have the words the Joe Beaver Show ever been uttered on the Chris Russo Mad Dog Show?
10: No, but if I I, I might, I, I, John, thank you for the tip. If I can, he might see it as a little bit too much of a plug. <laughs> but what I'm going to, I practiced, I kind of thought well, I didn't practice. I thought mm. you knew what I'm going to say, that he's the toast of Corvallis. Because uh, they, they uh, the the host played his rant from Wednesday morning Stephen A show on uh, on the uh, on the, uh, the the Joe Beaver, uh, I was just gonna, I was just yeah. going to say local radio show in Corvallis, but if I can squeeze it in, John, should I say either K E J O or Joe Beaver?
8: Say the Joe Beaver show just just for fun, <laughs> and say it like okay, you I'll like be- it's normal, just like well, it was played on the Joe Beaver show. You know, like, yeah, of course. Okay. I'll, John, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. We, so we can go national. Go national. Yes, sir. We'll clip sure. it
7: and add it to the button bar.
8: <laughs> Thanks, Dave. All right, take care. All right, Dave and Tumwater. how fun. How fun. And, that should be good. Eddie, if great the Joe Beaver Show
7: gets a real, like, it's like, <laughs> Russo spends time just thinking about it and be like, we these have had, We
8: have had enough guests on from across the country There would be people out there. My buddy called me from uh, Salt Lake, and he said, because he listens to everything. Big sports fan, goes to Utah games. He says, Scott Mitchell says the Joe Beaver show today on their show, their local show. He says, yeah, I was on the Joe Beaver show the other day.
7: We are a national brand, John. So as you can see, John's answering the phone right now. But if you take a look at you know the podcast downloads, you can see all the wonderful places that people uh, that people like to uh, to listen to the show. Of course, we really do mightily appreciate the nationwide reach this show has <laughs> well, because it, really, it helps us. Stream, it, yeah. it really. Uh, you know, we the, you guys are the reason the show keeps going. And if, if there was no one listening to the show, we would not be on the air. But so we are we're very thankful yeah. for that. But it, it is it is fun to think about, you know, just a, a small little local radio show here in Corvallis, yeah, Oregon. That's, right. and, uh, that's has right. a, a national reach. And it's good to see you. Appreciate that. <laughs> maybe Mad Dog one day will come on and uh, maybe he'll guest host. You get him to well, guest wouldn't host. Wouldn't that one
8: be day. fun to, to get him on, though, as a guest? That'd be so cool That would that would, that would be would that be a Mount Rushmore guest you guys have <laughs> it had? It would be. It would be. We've had others. We've had. Um, uh, to me, David Shaw was a Mount Rushmore uh, guest that was just mm-hmm. two years ago, I think, in the COVID when they were here using the Beaver facility to uh-huh. prepare for their own game against someone else. I think the Huskies. And Tara Van was on. That's a Mount Rushmore guest we had. I had uh, when Mike was out of town once, many years ago, twice because he was pushing his book. Uh, John. Uh, I'm drawing a blank now, uh, but an author and broadcaster, and mm-hmm. and he's he's written a million books, and I, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank, but huh. uh, had him on. Uh, Dr. Ferdy Pacheco had mm-hmm. him on when Mike was out of town. That was fun. Here's his old codger. He's in his office. He told me. He described it. He's got, and you can hear uh, the classical music in the background. He says he's got a big old stogie, and, and he was – the doctor for Muhammad Ali all Mm -hmm. these years. And this was years ago. And I didn't know much about what to ask him boxing. And my boss at the time, who was still working up here, he runs down the hall, ask him about if um, uh, all the punches that he took caused the Parkinson's and the problems with with Ali. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know any better. Uh, And I did. And Ferdy Pacheco gets on me. And he was kind of one of those old gruff East Coast guys where they just... Get in your face, and he's like, "Oh, oh, come on! I look, I, I don't need this. I mean, questions like uh-huh. this." And he was going to dress me down for a cliche question, uh-huh. like he expected better than that, which was weird because we did two thirds of the of the conversation with mm-hmm. good stuff, and he was he was all in. And, and I remember
7: and, your answer to this. And then I
8: asked him that, and and he he jumps all over me now. My reaction it was just hey 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 uh-uh this is a good question and i really fought back and then he he's like i like you i like you yeah and then he answered the question and and he just appreciated not me not like curling up in a fetal position and saying no 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 if it's a cliche question it means people want to know and people want to know so what's your answer <laughs> and he answered it was good let's go to mike in seattle who's enjoying things up there mike uh are you going to be able to go to the game tonight?
5: Uh, well, that's an interesting question, you guys. Um, I do have some really good friends who have really good seats up there in a suite. We're all seasoned, TJ. And um, I went to a game earlier against Anaheim. Yeah, the Angels, right? That's what they're calling yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, saw saw that. It was great. But um, but I want to thank John and Doug this morning. Because it's Music Friday, correct?
8: Yeah, yeah.
5: And you played that Macklemore song, and you had the gall to say, oh, I didn't realize he's from Seattle. He must be from Seattle. Did you really say that, John?
8: No, I didn't. You heard that wrong because I knew he was from Seattle.
5: (laughs) Did you? Okay, I guess I heard it wrong. Yes, you did. And
8: people hear things wrong on the radio all the time.
5: (laughs) Yeah, okay. I think I taped it this morning. (laughs) But um, that was a great song. Thanks for playing that. And then I pulled up the YouTube video later. Yeah. And that video brought me back to those ninety-five time frame when our son and all his buddies were mm-hmm. like eight or nine, and everybody had Mariner jerseys. Everybody was a player out out in the street playing wiffle ball. And TJ, I don't think you were old enough back then, correct? Uh, I was not born. You're not born, so this is a great time for you. I <laughs> sent you a picture. I hear about it all uh, the time. Yeah, so I sent you a picture there of something called Print Replica of the Seattle Times. And I don't know if you saw it yet, but it's an actual online version of the Seattle Times. And I promise you, I will send that to you in the morning. Um, It comes out about 5.30, so for the show, for the pregame show tomorrow, you guys can have that. And then, if you'd like, TJ, I can also give you my log on and you can print one out down there on a printer in your office. And then you can have the version of the Seattle Times in the morning that'll probably be going crazy. Oh, that's cool. uh, That'll be nice. And then um, I will grab a couple papers and I'll put them in the mail to you.
7: That'll be great. That'll be great, uh, Mike. However, I would like Uh to save that opportunity for myself until they win the whole thing. Okay. I think I'll that'll be more some, worth uh, it. I'll take it though.
5: Okay, get some incremental steps. Yeah. So the <laughs> yeah. So, so, true true. So so um so Softie can't go to the game tonight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because who's playing tonight in the Rose Bowl?
8: Ah uh, yeah. Hus- yes, the Huskies.
5: See the Huskies are playing. And so it's ironic that Dave Softy Mahler, who's who was born and bred here in Seattle and a big, big fan of everything, mm-hmm. can't go to the game because his beloved Huskies are playing, and they're doing their Husky-Honk pregame show from about 3.30 on today. Well, he comes on at 3, so, T.J., if you're looking for some love from the, from the Seattle area about the Mariners, I'm sure will be big topic, and the Huskies, they have streaming on KGR, and you can hear him, and, that, and then uh, I don't know if you know, but his father passed away. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and that's probably why he is saying that I want tickets to go.
8: Oh, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. And I, then, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, forgive me for not knowing this, but is he a part of the, the broadcast for the Huskies? like, Or is it, a, oh, yeah. is it the radio station's pregame show?
5: Uh, this is the – well, the radio station KJR is, is the flagship station yeah. of the Huskies. And so, yes, they – they start their pregame show, you know, like you guys will do it at seven, like right. four hours before. They start theirs on a normal Saturday game about six hours before.
8: So and he should have plenty of time to go to the Mariners. Four Mariner
5: hours, <laughs> huh?
8: Wouldn't he have plenty of time well, then to get to the? Mariner well, game?
5: well, yeah, and that's a good point. But I think they do something at halftime. Oh, so when they kick it back up up to KJR, I think Softy's yeah. uh, the key host. But um, anyway, he's given up his tickets already. So anyway, mm. but this reminds me of the day, and I was at the game. And I think 98 or so, or 99, you know, when Oregon state kind of broke through the losing record
8: 99.
5: Yeah. I, yeah. I think it was good. It was a night game against Arizona, I believe. Cal and, uh, Cal. I mean, yep. So there were, there were, there were grown men in the, in the seats that were, you know, they had never seen that. So
8: you
5: yeah. like the night at the mirror game. So crying anyway, it's, yep. it's going be a great game tomorrow at 11. And, um, I hope we can play good and tough and, bring home a win but anyway thanks for the time and
8: hey and mike thanks here. thanks a lot and uh, enjoy yeah. enjoy the atmosphere up there and all yeah. the reading yeah cool yeah. stuff i'll
5: take pictures if i go if not i'll have something for you in the morning that you can look at in your pregame show
8: sounds good thanks mike mike in seattle joining us let's take a break i'm gonna run down the hall and try and find that uh, joe burrow touchdown pass uh just for fun fun with audio and uh, we'll take your phone calls and we'll take your, your text. The phone number is the same, 541-497-5356. And the, uh, it's the uh, University of Honda text line. <sighs> Help me out. And the downward phone dog line. phone line,
7: you. You. 541-497-5356. It's okay, John. What's going on with you. My, my
8: short term I'm here memory? I'm to keep you alive. While you guys were talking, it came to me. John Feinstein was the there author that I had on and, and couldn't remember his last name. He's kind of been out of the the whole scene for quite a while now. But but great author, some great great sports books and had him on a couple of times. All right, we'll take a break. 541-497-5356 the number to call or text your thoughts on tomorrow's game. We'll take a look at the schedule too and and I'm actually very excited for there's going to be some channel flipping tonight. There will be. Baseball And Husky football. I want to see how how many people are in the Rose Bowl. Um, I want to see... See how they do. It has has UCLA played anybody this year? I say no. So what happens with the Huskies on the road? And That's you, a, that
7: is a very fascinating You know matchup. that
8: there's thousands of Husky fans uh, or uh, alum yeah, in it's LA. It's going to be what
7: 70, 30 Husky to to, yeah. to UCLA fans tonight. Of the
8: five hundred people there, three hundred will probably be Husky fans. Yeah,
7: and good for. You. I mean, it's probably nice and warm down in LA, and it, there should be it should be a fun matchup. There's a lot of points there.
8: Yeah, I I uh, I agree. So all right, we'll take a break. Come right back. Twelve forty, Joe. Ray. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard
3: in Corvallis is all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people. See, it all starts with over 35 fresh toppings to choose from, multiple dough options, multiple crust options, and multiple cheese options, including vegan and dairy-free choices. See, we make all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people every day. Woodstock's Pizza, all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people
2: on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. The fall means it's time for Oregon State football, a new season and hopefully a full game at the end of the year. It's also a good time to look at that home remodeling project. If you need new carpet, countertops, luxury vinyl, or window coverings, see the staff at Corvallis Floor Covering. They've been coaching Beaver fans and helping you get it done for over 30 years. Stop by and see their showroom, full of all the popular brands that you know, love, and gotta have. They're on the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves. Come feel the power at Power Honda in Albany, where quality, service, and peace of mind meet you as you walk through the door at 4120 San Highway in Albany. Power Honda is family-owned and offers new vehicles and over a 1,000 used vehicles to choose from. Power Honda has a Google review of 4.9 stars, offers financing for everyone, and knows how to treat their customers' needs. Come feel the power at Power Honda in Albany.
0: When a restaurant has been around for as long as Tommy's 4th Street Bar and Grill, it says a lot. It says the food is good, and that's a fun place to go. At Tommy's, they serve breakfast anytime, plus lunch and dinner seven days a week. There's a lounge with a full bar, pool tables, and all your favorite Oregon lottery games. Ask about Tommy's famous Beaver Buster Breakfast. If you can eat it all in an hour, it's free. And for special events, Tommy's has a large banquet room downstairs. For good food and fun times, stop by Tommy's 4th Street Bar and Grill on 4th Street in downtown
2: Corvallis. Lean back and save at Inkwell Home Store. Right now, buy stressless recliners, sofas, or office chairs and get up to $1,500 credit towards the purchase of more. Or save $400 on stressless signature-based recliners and ottomans and motorized classic power recliners. Don't wait. Take the opportunity to fill your home with stressless comfort for less. Shop Inkwell Home Store, 3rd Street, downtown Corvallis.
1: Hey, Beaver Nation. This is Jake with Albany Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Hyundai. Our diverse sales staff is here to provide the very best customer service and great savings. You don't have to buy a car from us. We just want the opportunity. We're confident that you give us one. You'll want to do business with us. We also have multiple master technicians for all of our brands with the expertise to tackle any issue your vehicle may have. From huge diesel trucks to all electric vehicles. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for free gas Fridays and to win Beavers tickets. We're Albany Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Hyundai on San Am Highway across the street from the Fred Meyer. Sunday
7: on the Las Vegas Raiders radio network. The silver and black return home as they take
0: on the Denver Broncos. Hi, this is Tim Cates joining Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy for all the action as Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos come to
1: town. It's an AFC West showdown. The Raiders need a win as they take on the Broncos. If it's the NFL, it's right here.
7: Pre-game coverage gets underway at 12:45 on 1240 Joe Radio.
8: Welcome back here as we continue actually here on the Joe Beaver show. We have an impromptu uh guest or a, a kind of uh just out of out of nowhere out of, literally and, out of the blue. And I love this. I love this because why not help? I mean, it's all part of the Beaver family and we want to No, well, we would get Kate Maxim on anyway just to see how rowing is going. I don't even know if it's in season, Kate. Thanks for taking time out for us. Uh there's really nothing I can get to on the website for a quick rundown of your schedule, uh, your athletes, and all of that. But the uh the reason for getting you on is because uh, you know, I talked to Mike. Mike said that he saw and we've we've talked to uh to yourself and um I'm drawing a blank on the men's coach. I love him. He's he, Gabe. Yes, Gabe. Gabe. Yes. We um we've had conversations before about this, but from what Mike saw, it, it it's intriguing, and maybe you can get the word out, and we can help you to get the word out to students who just arrived a, a week and a half ago. And that is to be rowing athletes, and you're putting up billboards and signs on campus. Basically, is that correct? To say if you're an athlete, yeah. you want to be a rower. Yeah,
11: that's true. I yeah, that's um. You're absolutely right. We have a big banner out on our trailer, the trailer that we used to haul the boats across the country when we race. Um, Right now is, you know, rowing is a a year-round sport. We have a fall racing season, but our main spring, our main season is in the spring. So um, we train year-round. And I think one of the the cool things about rowing is you can come to it later in your life. Uh, If you're somebody that's been an athlete, if you're, you know, you're used to a multi-sport athlete, certainly endurance athletes like swimmers or cross country runners, they'll be more familiar with the kind of training that we do, the the distance and sort of potentially the, the the monotony of that Um, uh, definitely attracts a certain type, but um, you basically, essentially, you're cross trained and you can really do very well in the sport later in life. In fact, there are Olympians that, you know, they peak uh, in their late twenties or even early thirties. So, it is one of the ways that we build our roster. We definitely, absolutely recruit experienced athletes from all over the globe. We've got a young woman from Italy this year. She she was a silver medalist in the lightweight double and uh, at under at the under twenty three world championships. And a woman from New Zealand. We've got women across the country coming in with a lot of experience, and we supplement that with uh, just fantastic athletes who, who've never rode before. Um, One of our most accomplished athletes on the team right now is Sierra Bishop, and she came to us as a true walk-on from Wilsonville. Uh, I'm going to mess this up, but I believe it was soccer, basketball, and one other sport that she played, and she's tall, she's really athletic, she's really eager, she's got a great attitude, and, you know, she's very open-minded, you know, very, we, we talk about the novice mindset, that fresh, open mind, and... Uh, four years or three years later to end up making the U.S. 8 under 23-8 and, and earning a gold medal. Now, that's an outlier, Yeah. but I would say, you know, our roster is definitely, that's a really important avenue for us to build build out the, the, the depth of our team. And the last two years with the pandemic, we haven't been able to run it the way we usually run it. Mm-hmm. So we're super excited to be able to get the word out, and we've currently got about 40 athletes who so are in the mix. And it's not too late to join in. Um, and in fact, you know we occasionally do another round of scouting in January. Um, you know once the freshmen get settled in and maybe they realize, you know, I, I do want to find another um, outlet, or I do miss being an athlete or and then maybe a little bit more settled, then they might feel a little bit more comfortable giving a shot in January. Um, so yeah, we're excited. And we have a new novice coach. We have two new coaches this year. Brought in Dan Harrison, he's really experienced. He's had a good he had a good go of it of coaching novices at the University of Michigan, and uh, he had a tremendous impact on their team there in this way. So um, yeah, we're really excited, and I, I really do appreciate you guys noticing and helping us kick the word out. Yeah,
8: absolutely. Kate. what's a good number that you would like? You say you have about forty and you'll you'll do more recruiting in january, but what what's uh, an optimal number of of athletes?
11: Well, I think that really goes back to what can the coaching staff handle. We've got four full-time coaches, and I think it has to be the right fit. We have to have uh, you know, a culture. We need to be able to wrap our arms around the team and have a good coach-to-athlete ratio and make sure that everybody that we're bringing on roster, we can dedicate enough time to develop and make sure that they're contributing to – obviously we want them to be strong athletes, but we're working really hard to make this a sustainable, competitive culture and, and a good – vibe on the team. So there's a lot of different components. So I don't feel like I'm chasing a certain number. I'm looking for the right, we're looking for the right fit. Yeah. That yeah. being said, we're, you know, if, if it goes well, we're, we're hoping to add maybe 16, 20 people to roster in the, this fall. Okay. And, you know, and see how that goes. I will say, um, novices tend to, you know, there's to tend to be attrition, even in the first year, oh, you know, yeah. not everybody makes it through the, fu- the full year. And then over the course of four years, our hope is to retain, gosh, it would be awesome to retain six to ten true walk-ons over four years. Um, but it's a hard sport. You know, it isn't, it's it's for those who are daring, who like a challenge, who like a certain lifestyle, um, and a certain physically rigorous lifestyle, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, it's, but either way, you know, these freshmen, without having community here or. Not really if they don't feel quite at home here. It is an awesome opportunity for them to meet other women that are like-minded, and have similar interests, and, and to build community pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and that's really fun to see, and we feel lucky to be able to offer that too.
8: Oregon State rowing coach Kate Maxim joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Now, I was hurt. I was hurt deeply a few years ago. We had Gabe on, and things were exciting. And I asked him, well, now, what? <laughs> what is the... the the perfect body style, the perfect athlete, because I was a linebacker in high school and about five eight to five nine and built like a brick house. Figuring out <laughs> if I can lift three hundred pounds, which I could, I can row, you know, to so someone can water ski behind me. He said, "No, we want tall, lean, and lanky."
11: Yeah. You know, I hate to underestimate anybody because I do think, you know, somebody is willing to throw themselves against the wall. I had a challenge to <laughs> do some great things, you know, but that's, I think, generally speaking, long levers are an advantage. So really truthfully, long arms, long legs, and like a strong but more compact torso. Your yeah. core needs to be more, just to have the strength in your core to connect the length and power of your legs to your arms. It's mostly a lower body sport, which is a big misconception, and rolling because the seat moves. So it's, you never would Oh, you must be so strong in your upper body, but you're really generating most of the power, most of the momentum of using your, your legs and your upper body is just hanging on your, um, and so long levers definitely have an advantage, but you have to move your mass right to the yeah. sport of physics. So your strength to weight ratio, uh, is a factor. And we love that we get to attract, you know, we love having tall, strong women on the team and, they get to really step in and own that that strength and you know that aggression and that you know that prowess. It's, it's awesome. Um, and then you need to take some time to learn how to move it. Um, but yeah, you know we also have some smaller individuals. I was pretty small. You know I'm like five eight I'm in college, and I was pretty feisty and willing to try to. I hung in there with the, my taller teammates, and so you know if you've got you've got the heart for it, um, you should give it a shot. You've know, had some great luck with some some smaller individuals, and. And you know, like I said, I just think that the the fact of you know our homegrown athletes, people who are picking Oregon State and never really realizing they could have been a Division One athlete, but they love the, the university and they're you know, more local, tend to be more local. is just really special, and to weave that into a team with women from across the globe is an opportunity on both sides. So you know, we love we love our walk on population. Um, they're our greatest supporters when they when they graduate um and we have a couple of fifth years who are who are walk-ons they're helping to coach now they're helping to coach that group and i I love seeing that they're paying it forward uh it's always really fun to see
7: hey coach this is tj here with john just one question for you you mentioned you you like plucking ex-athletes from other sports uh is there a certain sport you think transitions best into rowing
11: yeah, you know, I think I, I say the endurance sport, like swimming and cross-country, because I think they understand the mindset of the volume that's required. That being said, you know, I think some people don't even realize they might have, they don't know that they have a cardio engine. They might have been, you know, more of a, uh, like a sort of sprint or start and stop sport, and they didn't realize that was in condition, and they actually do have an engine in there. So you, you don't never really know, and it takes a couple of months to pull that out. Um, Really, you know, really the first year is a massively steep learning curve. Um, But I do think the mindset of somebody who's willing, you know, delayed gratification, there's no, you got to put in a lot of time before you get a return. And it's a lot of repetition. You know, it's it's taking the same motion over and over and over again. And so I think the mindset of that, the patience and persistence um, and interest in that, the ability to stay curious when you're repeating something over and over again. It's probably more of a limiting factor than the physicality, to be honest. I think at least initially, at least at the initial phase. Um, so, yeah, endurance athletes—they they have the mindset, but it's an endurance and power sport. Our our spring racing distance is two thousand meters. If you think about running a mile all out, you know, two thousand is a little bit longer than a mile. So, how do you pace that? But you're going full throttle, and you are moving. It's you know, it's either four or eight people in a boat, and so you're moving a lot, a heavy load, and you're trying to sprint for, you know, over a mile. So it's not the, the, the conditioning and the skill that goes into that um, is time-intensive, for sure. And that's mm. why we start training in middle of September, and we don't even start our first main, main season race until end of March.
8: Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. we're running out of time, but I, I, I certainly hope that this helps. I, I yeah, hope this thank helped.
11: you so much for getting the word out there. We, you know, appreciate your support and we're and you know we any freshman out there looking to try something new, you never know this might like maybe be your, your your new home and a new uh, a new group of people just to get connected to. So thank you for your time and and go bees.
8: You got it, go bees. Best of luck, Kate Maxim joining us. Thanks, Kate. Um, final couple of minutes of the show. Yeah. I, I I always thought I could do that. I thought you know with strength, but mm-hmm. you got to. <laughs> it is.
7: Uh, it is. Yeah, it is, you know, a, a certain body type and such. And I grew up in an environment where some people I knew did row because I grew up near Green Lake in in Washington and uh, in Seattle, North Seattle. And, and there was uh, some rowing competitions at Green Lake all the time. They did this nice big grandstand and a lot of uh, a lot of teams practice there at Green Lake uh, to practice their own. And of course, you have the Puget Sound and Lake Washington and such where you can also row as well. Washington. So it was. So yeah. And Washington is a phenomenal rowing program. So, you know. Uh, you know they and they also boat up and down the the shipping canal too so Mm -hmm. you know kind of grew up around that and see you know what it means and you know a little bit of a different environment here but nonetheless still important gotta gotta fill out the roster and happy to get the word out
8: my friend mike in salem uh writes and says a slightly slimmed down john would be a good coxswain rowing on a boat (laughs) no i want to be the rower i don't want to be the one barking out uh barking that out but you
7: still win don't you
8: yeah, you get to be a part of it, but I want to—I want to be rowing. Although, as she described, a mile of sprint is equal to the distance that mm-hmm. they're rowing. I'd have been dead after about the first ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it is—you know—it's a lot. Even it's full body
7: too. It's not just—it's not just rowing with your arms, right? You're oh, also pushing your off with your legs yeah. too. It's a—it's a full body thing.
8: Yeah, absolutely. You'll be in good shape though. Okay, um, end of the hour. Coming up in the next hour, Ron Callum will join us at twelve twenty. And we'll get a breakdown on the women's basketball team. They started practice officially yesterday. The men, I believe, on Wednesday. And there's a lot of new faces for yes. the Oregon State women's basketball team. And uh, Ron has been individually interviewing them and posting those. And it's been uh, really interesting. So we'll, we'll talk with Ron. He's um, oh, landing.
7: Okay, please. Here's the microphone. And we're done for <laughs> the hour. This is
6: KEJO Corvallis.
8: Everybody hear
4: me? Ron in five. And...
6: U.I.B.
5: 1240
9: Joe Radio. I'm Frank Miller with Your Money Now. Well, the House has voted on a short-term government funding extension, which will avoid a federal government shutdown. The government was set to run out of money at midnight tonight. The vote passed by a count of 230 to 201, and the Senate approved the bill yesterday. The measure will now extend government funding through December 16th. Included in the bill was ongoing financial assistance to Ukraine and its ongoing war with Russia. President Biden is set to sign the bill later today. Well, one of the Federal Reserve's top officials says that the fight against inflation continues. In a statement, Federal Reserve Vice Chair Lael Brainard said that current inflation was very high and cautioned against pulling back given the state of such high inflation. The Federal Reserve has raised rates by at least three-quarters of a percentage point at each of the Federal Reserve's last few meetings. The Federal Reserve is expected to raise rates yet again at its next meeting. That's currently scheduled for November 1st and 2nd. On Wall Street, stocks remain mired in the red. And that is Your Money Now. When a restaurant has been around for as long as Tommy's 4th Street Bar
0: and Grill, it says a lot. It says the food is good, and that's a fun place to go. At Tommy's, they serve breakfast anytime, plus lunch and dinner seven days a week. There's a lounge with a full bar, pool tables, and all your favorite Oregon lottery games. Ask about Tommy's famous Beaver Buster Breakfast. If you can eat it all in an hour, it's free. And for special events, Tommy's has a large banquet room downstairs. For good food and fun times, stop by Tommy's 4th Street Bar and Grill on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis.
2: At Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Hi, I'm Katie Albin, and I want everyone to know that at Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Directional boring, to be exact. So if you need to run a pipe underground, under a driveway, or under a sidewalk, and you don't want to destroy your yard in the process, the boring people at Albin's Plumbing can help you with your directional boring. Just give us a call. At Albins Plumbing, plumbing's all we do.
6: Call 754 Alvin's plumbing. I'm Dennis Silvers, a golf guru, here with another golf minute to help you pick the right ball position. A very important part of any good setup is ball position. Each club in your bag has a unique length and lie angle. Because of these two factors, you must vary where you play the ball in your stance to accommodate these two features or dimensions of the club that you're hitting. As a general rule, the longer the club, the more forward you should position the ball in your stance. Caution, the ball should never be left of your left shoulder or right of your nose, regardless of which club you're using for full swings. One very simple explanation is that you stand taller using your 3-iron than you do hitting your 7-iron, so it will naturally bottom out later in your swing. That's why you play the ball forward in your stance with longer clubs. Did the light just go off? So remember, pick the right ball position by knowing where your nose is to hit better golf shots. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers.
2: How about we grab a picnic and hang out by the lake?
6: How about we go for a walk?
2: How about we play tennis?
12: Looking for people who just want to do something fun? Find them on Our Time, the number one site made for singles over 50. It's easy to use and easy to find people who love doing the same things you do from gardening, to wine tasting, to just going for a bike ride.
7: Because even doing the simple things are better together. Start for free today on
1: OurTime.com. If you have a small business, Staples has your sign. Banners for my bakery? Staples has your sign.
0: Oh, posters for my new pet store.
1: Floor decals for pharmacy. Every day, Staples Associates help every kind of small business create bold signs to make big impressions. And now get $10 off custom signs, banners,
8: and posters when you spend $50 or more. This is your sign. So print it big at Staples. Ends 10-1. Visit staplesconnect.com slash thisisyoursign
7: for details.
3: They're coming from everywhere.
10: Seems to be a great new traffic here for a country road, I think. You
3: Corvallis, Oregon.
2: To see the total eclipse of the sun. Hard to tell the nighttime of the
3: day. I'm talking about the sky, McTire. Mike McIntyre and the Buffaloes are coming, amongst many others.
10: He's a big, great of traffic here for country road sink. Sight worth seeing. I know how you must feel.
3: Yes, but not everyone's on board. And look at that sky. You look at it. But for everyone else, excitement is sky high for life in Corvallis. The sky,
4: are amazing. There seems to be a lot happening in it all the time.
3: If it's happening, you'll hear about it on the Joe Beaver Show. I'm expecting something special from there. Keep your eyes skinned. And oh, you'll get reports all right. The best reports on the Joe Beaver Show with John Warren and Mike Parker. <laughs> I say, a total
4: of the
3: and away we go with the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio.
8: Continuing on with our number two, Ron Callen will join us. We might even have another uh, new guest. Uh, I'm is, for is it a, a
7: spontaneous one. day? It must just be a spontaneous day.
8: It is for our two guests, uh, Kate is. Maxim, whom we just spoke with uh, from the rowing team. That was just helping them out. Mike noticed these signs, and and uh, she she really explained it very well what they do and why they do it and what they're looking for. We
7: had that same conversation though with Gabe last year, did we? Yeah, not? I believe yeah. we did.
8: Yeah, I mean we've had them on a lot, and and it's like, um, it's such a niche a, sport. It, it is, and because of that. We have to ask. And your poor is How, did, how do and, you do this? How does it work? Yeah,
7: and for all these great rowing teams, they it, it, not don't they don't necessarily recruit from America. They're recruiting
2: from right, Europe, right. right?
7: Like Washington and Stanford, they recruit almost exclusively for those schools from from Europe. They don't have to recruit around here because rowing just in the hierarchy of American sports is a little low. Unless you're <laughs> uh, of the unless you're getting snuck into Stanford.
8: Oh, it's a it's a very uh, European yeah. thing. But uh, one of the questions I did want to ask didn't have time. We were we were running out of time. Is do all the other like do the blue blood programs have to recruit from outside? Probably or not. Are there like like they got a a person from a foreign country who was already a great rower? But I think the way Gabe described it a couple of years ago is that no, no, most of most of what we have, we go out and. Find them on campus and say, you want to give this a try? And, you know, they have put together some really good teams. Uh, in fact, I don't have the information in front of me, but last year's team did uh, phenomenal. <clears throat> so, anyway, welcome uh, to hour number two of The Joe Beaver Show. I wanted to play for you. In fact, hold on, I think I have it here. Let's play this just and see what it sounds like. This is the song that Dave's talking about. Just give it a minute here. <laughs> I like that so far.
6: I think that I should warn you There's something about to change We're standing at the border Where history
1: is made We're cranking up the lights now Perfect. Yeah, this is good. everyone can see It's all
7: Yeah, that would be good. That that is that is a, a very good um,
8: pre-sports warm-up song.
7: Yeah, even pre-sports, even like bet- in what they call dead air time. I think that would be oh, yeah. phenomenal. Or oh, yeah. a timeout before a third down, I think is, is they a good to, one.
8: They have to learn of this song. And just song.
7: absolutely blast it. Because as we could tell, John, both and you and I were at the USC game, those speakers are loud. Excuse oh, me. Oh, my gosh. The press box, it was I, I wasn't seated in a press moving. box, but it was shaking. The the The, the auxiliary bathrooms they, they give us yeah. the, as press, you're standing in there as like, you know, they're blasting music. And, it's unbelievable. And it's it is
8: shaking. There was like... Um, whatever that that uh, insulation stuff they pour up underneath things was falling off the ceiling because yeah. the base was so so prominent and when we were inside the the press box which are these metal containers that mm-hmm. are created to, to with a table and chairs and whatnot it was banging i mean honestly it was too much for me mm-hmm. but uh you know i'd say i'm a little more desensitized the other side to a, yeah
7: i get it i mean if there were fans sitting on that side of the stadium, I'm sure we would be sitting here most of the day, um, <laughs> most of the day listening to some people complain about the music being too loud, which yeah. some people already do think the music is too loud, which I get. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, uh, especially if you're at, you know, like say the LA bowl where they have, you know, pro caliber uh, sound systems in there and not, not research stadium, uh, which is just a little bit toned down, but still nonetheless yeah. loud. And, you know, for a big game, I really do think, you know, a good music selection really enhances the environment. I think, it, you know, it is a very crucial part of making an environment sort of complimentary, complimentary. Let's get our English, uh, our, our word salad out of my mouth. Complimentarily. Like that's not even a, an English word. So I'm going to throw that one out, but I'll say it makes the environment better. Complimentary. Complimentary. Yeah. I do have a journalism degree. I, no, I it is hard to believe sometimes. I, I but, know.
8: I know. But, it's,
7: Sometimes There's it just no struggles to get out out of off the tongue.
8: If you have a hard time pronouncing words, I have a hard time remembering things that I used to know. I guess that just comes with getting older. So I don't know. Anyway, I am having a hard time moving a piece of audio from my office to this room. And I do it and I see it and I see where it's going. And I, I look and it's not there because I'm it's very frustrating right now. And mm-hmm. that's an in-house thing. But as it is, I'll I'll find it and we'll play it later. I do have some audio just for fun. Um this was just a little bit on a YouTube. I just YouTube Utah football, thinking mm-hmm. maybe some of their stuff would come up. And that's where I found uh, Kyle Whittingham. But this came up and it was some guy's YouTube show. And this is what uh Oh,
3: uh, anything yeah, else I, you love? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would look at Utah laying the, the ten and a half against Oregon State. I know uh, Ooh, you like Keithy the hangover
4: there from Oregon
1: State. But yeah,
3: you you, you lose, <laughs> but yeah, and you lose, and you lose Keithy. I know, but it's north of ten points, which I think is going to attract uh, a lot of people towards Oregon State. But but uh, I think the Beavers' rush defense is not very good. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot a lot of uh, uh, Tavion Thomas and, and Utah running the ball. I think they'll dominate the uh, the line of scrimmage and win that game handsomely. And I'm probably going to take a look at USC uh, in the first half against a uh, dead team walking in Arizona State. I mean, after USC started slow, <laughs> survived last week, you're probably looking at laying. I would say maybe what 15 uh,
1: in the first half. It mean, might be. Way- I bet 16 and a yeah. half on the first half. That's my guess.
8: <laughs> the guy's name is is Fuck Chris up. Chris Velika. Otherwise known as the Bear. Yeah, say
7: doesn't he works at ESPN on
8: ESPN's College Game Day, and uh, the host had him on, and Felica was in his home doing the Zoom thing. Uh, So they did that bit, and I Mm -hmm. saw that, and I go, "All right, that's that's interesting, fun with audio, and we'll play that for Beaver fan."
7: Yeah, and I I don't know how you think about this game tomorrow morning, John, but I mean, as we saw last year, so let's put this in context: last year and this year, two different teams, yeah, completely, yeah. However. We've had one sample of a road game this year, and the Beaver defense was easily its worst. Easily, not even close. Against Jake Hayner down at Fresno State, there were guys running open. There were plenty of yards to get, plenty of opportunities to score. That was a passing
8: game. Correct. Correct. Felica, I I think he's wrong. And I only found this about 11.35 this morning. Mm -hmm. And if I had more time, I would have looked up the Beaver run defense in the first three games against their offense some of the offenses that they've been facing. Cause I disagree with him mm-hmm. on Oregon state being weak against the run. I fully disagree with him on that. It'll
7: be interesting to see. Uh, and again, we don't even know what Tavion Thomas's availability is That's right. going on Saturday. It's, as we know with college football coaches, everything is vague until they suit up on on Saturday uh, for the most part. So that'll be interesting to see. Again, I'm just curious to see how is this defense going to go on the road, yeah. right? They're going to need to force a couple turnovers if they're going to win this game, right? That, that's like number one yeah. to to cover the 10 points. And uh, Felica said that, you know, he thinks Utah is no problem going to cover the 10. Uh, no. I, I'm i not sure yet. I'm, I'm kind of up in the air of how I think of what the score is going to rattle out. I'm... It, it it will be curious tomorrow. I, I think a lot of it hangs, you know, on two things: defense traveling and Chance Nolan not throwing four interceptions.
8: <laughs> he, that, won't, that, uh, he won't
7: do that. Yeah, no, and no, he won't. And again, I I still the the calls I was getting on the post game show. I appreciate all you callers on the post game show. Really, yeah. it helps. You know, I I really enjoy doing that show. Helps me along. But I thought it was really absurd that after one bad game of Chance Nolan, he needs to be benched for a oh, redshirt yeah. freshman on the road at Utah. Like. What are we doing?
8: I know. <laughs> what I, are we doing? <laughs> I, I, I know. Uh, Ron Callan, come up in five minutes. We have a break. But first we go to Paul, who's been waiting patiently. Paul, welcome to the show. Are you there, Paul? Can you hear me, Paul? I'll try one more time. Click on that. Are you there, Paul? And that's up, that's up, that's ready. We've already had someone on. Well, that didn't work out. Hmm.
7: And right, we'll have to well, call back after Ron.
8: After Ron. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk women's basketball and some football with Ron Callen right here on 1240 Joe Radio.
2: Stargazer Premier Florist in Corvallis knows that a meaningful gift can brighten someone's day and have them feel appreciated, whatever the occasion is. Choose from Stargazer Premier Florist's wide selection of fresh floral arrangements, bountiful bouquets, gift baskets, and houseplants always delivered fresh with a focus on keeping families and friends connected. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer Premier's selection online at stargazerpremierflorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest Circle Boulevard in Corvallis. Need a passport or visa picture for any foreign country, including Canada? Wise Photo Printing can help. Need to transfer an old video or film to a digital format? Wise Photo Printing can help. Looking to restore or manipulate an image, or do you need a high-resolution scan of a print negative or a slide? Wise Photo Printing can help. They have a self-service kiosk, too. Wise Photo Printing, 6th and Adams next to Ball Studios in downtown Corvallis, helping you get it done.
1: University Hero and 5th
4: Street Growlers. Fresh subs, craft brews, and the beeves. Or in Corvallis, can you watch the Beavers on TV? Enjoy your favorite sub sandwich while drinking a cold craft beer or sipping on a glass of wine. University Hero and 5th Street Growlers, that's where it's a great combination. Stop by on 5th Street, downtown Corvallis.
1: University Hero
6: and 5th Street Growlers. Fresh subs, craft brews, and the beeves.
1: The outside to the left and jogs in. Touchdown,
4: Fever! It takes a team effort to score a touchdown. The same is true if you need some advice with personal or business tax planning, monthly business bookkeeping, or just need some help with strategy. With over 45 years in business, the coaching staff at Tax and Wealth Management in can help. See David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, or Robert Berry. They have the experience you need to execute the game plan and score a touchdown every time. Visit taxandwealthmanagement.com and get into the game. Touchdown!
0: It's Medicare open enrollment time. See the Medicare specialists at Rhodes Warden Insurance Agency. Look at all the 2022 plan choices, including prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage. This is your time to see if you can find a lower premium and extra benefits. Open enrollment starts October 15th and ends December 7th. Call now to make an appointment. Since 1961, Rhodes Warden Insurance Agency, Lebanon, Albany, and Staten, or RhodesWardenins.com.
4: Are you expecting out of town guests this fall? Not sure where they're going to sleep? You could add on an extra bedroom. Or an easier and less expensive solution would be to buy a futon from Futon Man. Futon Man has quality constructed solid hardwood frames in lots of styles and finishes, and their alley resilient mattresses have a long lasting foam core. And there's lots of cover choices too. Stop by Futon Man, two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99. We're online at futon-man.com.
8: All right, we don't have time for any at the buzzer. Silly stuff, right at the buzzer. Just got Ron on the phone about three seconds ago, so let's go to him, Ronnie C. Uh, your situation? Did you? Just, are you in the airport? Where are you?
12: We landed about fifteen minutes ago at Salt Lake City, and now, uh, uh, Mike. Co-traveler Jim Wilson is in line to get a rental car, then we'll head downtown to the team hotel, get settled in, and start doing a little more study and maybe find the a, a Salt Lake trip and see what they're saying about tomorrow's
8: game. You know, you want to get a feel for the fan base. How do you do that? Do you, I mean, you know, we don't always go up to people and just ask questions, but I don't know. You, you see how many Utah shirts there are, sweaters, caps, whatever. I suppose the uh, the newspaper columnist would give you a feeling on how how their articles go, and you haven't had a chance to do that yet. But uh, routinely over the years, as you go there, is it a good experience?
12: Well, oh, it always is. Salt Lake's always a, a, a pleasant place to go watch a game. A Rice-Eccles Stadium that was upgraded for the what the 2002 Olympics is a great place to watch a football game. You've got the beautiful Wasatch Mountains off to the east expected to be a sunny day game. This is the first time this year, John, we've had a day game. Yeah. And so we're we're kind of just pumped up about that. And uh, because next week it's going to be the latest game of the year, uh, 8 p.m. at Stanford. So uh, I think the Beavers are determined not to do what some teams do after a tough loss is to kind of let that linger. I know they've moved on. They'll be ready for Utah. And let's just see. You know, Utah is a darn good football team with a coach who's been there since 2004 as the head coach, Kyle Whittingham. And you talk about consistency and continuity, something with Jonathan Smith building in Corvallis, he's been doing it for a long time. And the gang down here in the Beehive State do know that the Beavers beat him last year. I think it was the only conference loss. So, I mean, they're going to be pumped up. They've got a couple of injuries. Uh, you know, they've got... Uh, rising who's one heck of a quarterback who I watched the ASU highlights from last week and their running game, their offense. I mean, it, you know, it measures up to USC's, but let's see the Beaver defense is I think it's for real, John, you know, I, I just uh, really yeah. do and I'm excited to see how they handle a, hey, the adversity of losing the game and seeing what happens next because last year, I mean, they matched up pretty well. They're both big, big offensive line for the Bees. You know, can they protect the QB? Can the running game get going? I and mean, Jam Griffin looked like he's got a ton of potential in that game last week against the Trojans. So uh, right now, you know, it's sunny here. I'm going to go downtown and walk around and get get kind of a measure. I don't go up and interview strangers, right, but, you know, right. they may. if I wear an Oregon State shirt, you're going to get more attention than if you don't. So I might just put on. One of the Beaver shirts and just get a feel for, hey, good luck tomorrow, or mm-hmm. hey, you guys stink. You know, you yeah, <laughs> do yeah. yeah. something
7: like that. R- Ron it's Callen good. joining us. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there, Ron. Ron Callen joining us no, on, no. The, on the Joe Beaver Show. I guess while we're on the topic of football, Ron, if there's one area the Beavers need to do extremely well in tomorrow, what is it?
12: I want to see him get 200 yards rushing. You know, they've averaged 180 over the first four games. I think they've got dynamic runners. They've got, like I mentioned, that big offensive line. Looks like Brewer's going to be back. Uh, I want to see him do that. I want to see him protect Chance Nolan. I want him to make better decisions. Obviously, that was the difference in the game last week—the four interceptions. So, but those are important things for Oregon State. You know, and Utah is. Hey, I mean USC came in as you know the pretty much they were almost uh, anointed Pac-12 champs before the season even began. And the Beavs gave them everything and more. And they were so close to winning that game. But the number one thing, is, I want to see the running game, I want to see them keep Utah offense off the field. Let's, you know, get the time of possession going. That's going to be big today or tomorrow.
8: Wow. Um, Your expertise. One thing you've been doing a lot lately, and and, uh, I kind of like it, is these women's basketball interviews outside of the building against a wall and learning of all these new players. The practices started yesterday officially, the schedule is out, Uh, there's not nearly the travel that you've done in the past, and a whole lot of new players. They lost players through graduation, a few through transferring, but also bringing in a couple of of McDonald's All-Americans. What's your first impression um, from any practices you may have seen, or at least the conversations that you've had?
12: Well, I have seen a couple of workouts. I didn't get a chance to see the official first practice, but I've seen all of them play, and I'm I'm impressed with the five freshmen. I had a good conversation with Marta Peach the other day. She's the the freshman guard from Berlin, Germany, and, of course, she's not getting the attention of uh, Tamiya Gardner or Reagan Beers, who are five-star McDonald's (laughs) All-Americans. I tell you what, they both have a ton of talent. I mean, Tamiya is the great shooter, She can run the floor while Reagan can do it all. But she's strong inside. She can block out. She can get the boards. And then she's a great passer, too. So, uh, you know, it's a new group. Uh, Scott Rueck kind of says it's kind of a throwback. to uh, One of the years he was at George Fox when he had so many new players. But they come together. And this home basically a home schedule. Even the big tournament they have on Thanksgiving weekend is going to be in Portland. With the PK 85 tournament, well, they'll play uh, the day after Thanksgiving. They're going to play Iowa at the Child Center. If they win that, they would play the winner of the other two women's basketball teams that are going to be there: Duke and Connecticut. And so, you talk about four dynamic elite uh, women's basketball teams at that tournament uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I'm, I'm excited about that. Excited about being able to hang out the day before Thanksgiving at home and not be at some hotel. So. I think we're all pumped about that. And then the trip to Maui where that's not going to be easy. They've got Louisiana state coming in to uh Maui in that to Maui tournament this year. So I this, this is a big year, lots of new players and you've got some returning players. And all I hear are great things about six foot, nine inch, in the picture We We know she can shoot. We know she can hit the three pointer. We know that she's gaining confidence. You remember, uh, John, Back when Ruth Hamblin yeah. was a freshman, yeah. she was raw. She was green. She wasn't, you know, sure of herself. But it took a couple of years, and she turned into all-pack 12. I mean, an incredible shot blocker. We'll Let's we'll see what happens with Yelena this year. You know, she's a redshirt junior now. So she's got uh, two years, but she can still play at Oregon State. And uh, same with Marie Goulish. You remember how she came of yes. age, basically, her senior year. Late she really player. had a great chance to be a team leader. And uh, I, I'm, uh, there's so many opportunities for this team to show the world that, hey, they're back. I mean, they didn't go very far. They, got, they made it to the WNIT, but COVID was so, such a, yeah. a drag for, for all sports. But women's basketball, the schedules were all screwed up. and I mean, the, the, they thought they were going to play teams. Oh, sorry, we can't play this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just got to be really disconcerting, right? So uh, I'm, I'm excited about that, and hey, we'll get going. They got a, a October the 30th, an exhibition game at Gill against Western Oregon. So that's a great way to get started. And then they've got a bunch of home games. And then the Pac-12 not going to be easy. They're all good.
8: Yeah, TJ's got a question for you, but just to follow up real quick. Yeah, I, f- I had forgotten completely forgotten, Ron, about the the controversy of a couple of teams. Not going on mm-hmm, the airplane because mm-hmm. they eh, we're kind of tired, using COVID as an excuse. Right. And at the time, didn't the league say, uh, "Okay, no more of that. We're not doing this anymore."
12: Yeah, this. I think this will be back to normal when it comes to logistics. You know, I mean, COVID's in the rearview mirror in most cases. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here in the Salt Lake City Airport looking around. I'm going to say 10 percent of the people who are in this airport right now are wearing a mask. And the masks, uh most of them are not wearing a mask. And so it's nice to see, you know, the the i the semblance of returning to normal.
7: Oh, yeah. Ron Callen joining us oh, here on the You know guys, you oh, know go ahead, Ron. i have to
12: sign some paperwork here. You got it. So <laughs> you I'll got talk to you guys and hey,
8: enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll look forward to your pregame show. Thanks, buddy. Talk, have fun. Talk okay. to you later. All right, Ron, giving us some time. Ron, well, what was your question? Oh, I was
7: going to say, just curious about about the non-conference schedule. Is it, it intentional to balance out last year where they take two trips to East, the East Coast and one trip uh, to Hawaii, which was really – it's a lot of travel for a non-conference schedule. You spend uh, one weekend in Florida, another weekend in the Northeast, and then mm-hmm. go all the way out to Hawaii. That's that's a lot of miles. What, is that 9,000 miles of travel right last there? Last year he
8: was Florida. Well, that's no –
7: that's only one way. So 6,000, that's about 18,000 miles of travel right there now. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a lot. I used but this to keep, year again, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, but they only leave the state once in non-conference. That's to go to Hawaii the week before Christmas.
8: I used to take, uh, do the frequent flyer miles things for road trips. Yeah. We didn't travel anywhere close to what they do now. And I was doing the games 99 to 2006. And, uh, I thought about it. I thought, man, Ron's getting some serious miles on those things because mm-hmm. I did. I did pretty well with just regular travel. You've got your travel that's every single year in the conference. Yep. But those non-conference trips to Florida, to Hawaii, because they host that tournament. To uh, you know any tur- uh, tournaments that they they get into, and <clears throat> that that's a that's a, a cool thing for them. I just saw. I, I don't know anything more about it. Uh-huh. I just saw a headline. It was a headline. They're oh, All boy. about headlines. Now. Hot take coming in. I don't know if it's a hot take, but it's like, what do you think about this? The Tulsa game, the Beaver men's basketball season opener against Tulsa. I don't have the date. 9 p.m. Uh, is that what channel is it on? I didn't even see that. Uh, I didn't see either. The Beaver men's basketball game against Tulsa. Let's, is let's look. Uh, a 9 p.m. game. Us
7: the media, we love, love 9 p.m. I don't think 9 I'll 9 be PM. able to
8: stay because I get up 3.30 in the morning, but... Uh, I'll be awake. I want to make sure that I'm there.
7: Me, noted college basketball fan. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, do we have a network? Oh, well, let me click on this link right here. Let's have it load. Pac-12 9- Oregon. 9 p.m. Hey, at least the next one against Florida AM and uh, m So November 7th, the opener at 9 p.m., then November 11th, Friday at 6. Well, that's not I, too bad. I
8: want desperately to be able to be there and see that game against Tulsa. Mike will call it. He's calling all but one game that I know of because uh, I I, I checked the schedule. I'll have the Portland State game, I believe on the 19th, when the Beavers are at Arizona State. But... uh I went on the Tulsa trip last year. You know what I remember about Tulsa?
7: That it's in Oklahoma?
8: Yeah, that. And there was no human beings anywhere in (laughs) in the evening time. Downtown, we were staying in a big downtown hotel. Daytime, yeah, there's a few cars moving around. There was some construction by our hotel, but um, it was certainly less. It was very clean, clean, like crazy clean. But at night in the evening time around 7, 730, when you try to start to go out and look for a place to eat, there was a really cool sports bar that I found that was maybe a block away. But where we were and around our downtown hotel and this big street that came through a four-lane highway and all that, no human beings anywhere. It was like life after people. The strangest thing I've ever seen.
7: You know what they call Tulsa? The city that never sleeps. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. The city <laughs> that always sleeps. The
8: city that, where there isn't
7: anybody. They always sleep. It was weird. Yeah, I know. Sort of post-apocalyptic. There. Post-apocalyptic feeling. Yes. That's funny because that's how I feel like it is here.
8: Yeah. Speaking of that, won't take too much time on this, but uh-huh. I, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole, which I think we all do at some point, and end up on a video of a guy who's showing another guy's video and saying, "What is going on here?" This guy was showing this other guy's video on TikTok. Uh
7: huh. Where he Oh, and just reacting to it. In
8: reacting to it. Okay. He is a time traveler, the the original one he's reacting to. He's this guy that says he woke up in 2027.
7: Yeah. Okay. And there's
8: no people. But here's the weird thing. He, and I don't know how he's communicating if he's in 2027, but he's walking around. This is in Spain, I think, and he's going in malls where the lights are on, there's fully stocked. They're not like shut down there's no humans anywhere and i know it's not true but i'm wondering what kind of filter is he using people would would write to him on his page and say go to the store and show us the expiration date on milk to show what the date is and it would be this 2027 date and then he he would they would tell him all these different places to go where they know they're always it's always busy no humans anywhere
7: it's a great acting job
8: the amount, of, it is.
7: the amount of detail, I mean, to go into a, a completely empty mall, which there are plenty of empty malls everywhere, well,
8: to go find. No, but but he goes everywhere. He goes yeah. into grocery stores. He goes into town square. You'll need to send me a link. Oh, no, I want. I'm curious I, now. I'm very f- curious. Look it up because clearly it's not real. But what kind of a filter? How is he doing it? Is the question?
7: Hmm. Uh, I it well. It's probably staged in a remote area you would think i don't know again i i would like to see this video first and maybe we can
8: react next week that'll yeah be good yeah that'll I'll, be that'll I'll, be that'll I'll be good to break that. down I'll so so what's going to
7: happen what fun
8: event do we get to live through well i just want to play this here i, I want to play this and see what reaction you have all right okay
4: Burrow wants to throw Easy. his pass, yeah. caught by Hurst, Easy. touchdown, nice. Bengals, nice. and that should be Coffin Nails, bam, 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 and Cincinnati has a 12-point lead with less than two minutes to go. Bam,
7: bam, bam. That game yesterday, though, probably no one's talking about Joe Burrow, no, talking about,
8: yeah. What did you think about that call?
7: That the color commentator is talking too much. During the play and it does not Thank happen you. in any sport more than it does on your local football broadcast, whether it be NFL college football. Jim Wilson does a phenomenal
8: job while Mike's calling the play. Jim Wilson will wait and wait till Mike's done Well, because that's the way it's supposed to that, be. That is the way it's supposed to v- be what we just heard. I don't know if it's an anomaly around, oh, around the league. No, We hear a lot of these and I rail against them. People think, oh, there you go again. Look, that's not right. That's not right in any way, shape, or form. And and the locals probably feel, oh, that's so great. They both love our team. They love our team. They, people will give away and sell their souls of, of the way things are supposed to be just because someone loves your team. That's terrible that, right there. And it's probably like a dead-even split of, of, yes. of broadcasts that sound like that versus don't. And first, first of all, after doing games at whatever level for the past 32 years, it's it's so irritating when you're trying to do your job, and, and your partner's jumping all over you. Now, I didn't allow it, but early on, I had a guy, and we, we ended up doing 11 years together, and he was great. But one game, championship game of something, all the world is on the line, guys lining up to kick the field goal, which would have been the game-winning field goal, every script you could write for the ending of a Hollywood movie in this particular game, and the call is there, and... I'm calling the play by play. Gets his right foot into it. It's on the way. Looks long enough. And my buddy says it's good. <laughs> After during Thank the commercial you. break, I just about killed him. Oh. And uh, that that was the end of that. But we we had a great so time. So
7: I guess there's one plus, I guess, to doing high school football games on your own is that there is no one there to interrupt me. It's good. It's good to I guess commune with people in the. Um, to commune with other people in the press box if you have a question on something. So, like, yesterday at Silverton, you know, I'm standing next to the guy running the scoreboard and the, the athletic director and a couple other guys, the PA guy in the, in the booth, and if I had a question, you know, just take off my headset and yeah. ask them. But, you know, it was good, but not to also have someone shout over you. I so believe it's good.
8: We're going to go to Paul, but I re- just want to play it one more time. Burrow wants to throw Easy. his pass. Yeah. Caught
4: by Hurst. Easy. Touchdown. Easy. Nice. nice. Bengals. Nice. And that should be Coffin' Bam, bam! 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 And Cincinnati has a 12 point lead with less than two minutes to go. And
7: the thing is, that's not even as bad as it usually is. Well, um let me th- So if you can find it, I think there's a worse example of this. Yeah. In our in this case. Well, we the State we've, we've Hail died. Mary oh, just last from, week. From last week. The one against Troy. I'll look it up. That one was I know Hail Marys are dramatic. Yeah. But the color commentator was
8: screaming no you cannot, you cannot do that you cannot do that you gotta let the color the uh, play-by-play man get the glory and do his job because he's explaining it and if like my friends say it's good well, then what's my job what? yeah, yeah. seriously come on now <laughs> oh my goodness let's uh... go we'll do more of this but johnny appleseed is on the line <laughs> hi paul
12: <laughs> hey john Hey, uh, and TJ, uh, go Mariners, man! That was an exciting win last night. It was a, it was unbelievable.
7: Yeah, that was that was really good. A little, a little back and forth was a little surprised They blew a three run lead there at the end, but we're able to come back.
12: Well, you know, I got to tell you, I, Marco Gonzalez. He, every time he pitches, you got to figure you need to score more than four runs because he's going to give up three or four at least every time he goes out to pitch. I, it's just. You know, I don't even think they're going to take him to the playoffs.
7: Uh, he'll be in the bullpen, I would guess. He'll be on the roster. I don't think he would go off the roster. And, you know, Marco's kind of had a sneaky, not good year, but it's been fine. As a as a number five starter in that rotation, I think it's fine. It, it's hard to have, you know, five yeah. really good guys in a rotation.
12: Well, the thing is, they don't need five starters in the three-game series, so Yep. Uh, they might leave him off that first roster just just because they're only going to use three starters, period.
7: Yeah, maybe. They might throw him in the bullpen. They would have him and Flex in there as the two other like and Boyd
8: as the long options there in that bullpen. Yeah, we want Maddie Boyd in there.
7: Yeah, I mean
12: I think Maddie Boyd's in like Flint. I think he's uh he's been pretty effective as a reliever, you know, for his one or two innings. Yeah.
7: I don't think he's a lot of Anyway, yet, yeah. I don't mean
12: I don't know about tomorrow, but uh I'm, I'm glad that it's an early game. We can uh, we can, we can enjoy the the rest of the day after yes. the game's over anyway. Yeah. But uh, I you know we have as good a chance of, of beating them as we did of beating the USC. Yeah. I think that that both games are comparable, and and you guys already nailed it. The, I think the the biggest thing is the chance Nolan can't to be throwing interceptions.
8: Mm-hmm. If he just cuts it down by two, they, they, it should be better. But. Um, he'll get better protection. He won't. Uh, it will, who knows? But it could be just vastly different from the USC game. Good call, Paul. We got to go button. to one more call. We got to go to one more call because uh, we've got a guest coming up, Les Garrett from the uh, Corvallis Gazette Times. Dave, welcome to the Joe Beaver Show.
12: Hey guys, a few things. I I listened to that App State call when it happened, or right after it happened. You know, listen to that. And I thought the first thing I thought was I will never accuse. Mike being a little over uh, jubilant <laughs> for uh, some of the Beavers' calls, and we're and we're talking about a you know a world a college world series win, not just a hail mary that won a regular season game. I mean, it was pretty over the top. Um, it, it and I think you should play it. I did. I mean, just just to give give people se perspective, I guess. Um, now the other thing I got to say is, you know, that Utah guy that, to say something about the well, I, was it a Utah guy? they were talking about the Beavers' deep run,
8: run defense. Oh, it was uh, Bear from, uh, from from College Game College day. Game Day saying he didn't think the Beaver run yeah. defense was very good.
12: Now, all I gotta say is, you know, he didn't see that Boise State game. You know, they didn't have a running game until they got the mobile quarterback in there. So yeah, it, maybe a mobile quarterback is is going to burn us on occasion, and we know that. And you now they're always like those kind of quarterbacks burn a lot of teams defensively. Um, but it, it and our our run defense has actually been fairly solid, except for getting gashed on a few big runs. I mean, we're in the backfield, we're getting tackles for loss, we're doing we're doing all the right stuff, and that was a very very good USC team that we faced last week you know, in their offense. So I don't feel terrible about that at all. Um, I think, hey, I remind people, I think we stopped Utah first and goal three or four times last, last year when we played them, we made first and goal stops. And they, they either didn't get in the end zone or they had to settle for a field goal. So if, if that's the team that shows up and plays like that, Utah needs to watch out because, you know, this, this team, uh, They should come out hungry and ready to win this game and, and, uh, you know, carry that chip on their shoulder because I I think defensively we are that good.
8: I agree. we got to go. Thanks for the call, Dave, because we have a guest coming on up next. I want to take a break. Um, All right. I found it. Here we go.
1: Everybody back to try to knock one down. Three-man rush. Chase going to step up in the pocket. Sets.
11: Throws high into
1: the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggle.
8: You know that one doesn't bother me because, because you can't it hear was, anything. No, but but the thing is, is that you knew they caught it and you knew they won. So the fact they were both screaming at the same time. Whereas on the Burrow touchdown and others that we've heard over the years, it's in the middle of the whole thing from the very beginning when the guys go. It's the guy, the the guy being the color guy sees something that the that the play-by-play guy hasn't yet had a chance to explain yeah. and starts yelling because they see it's happening. Sometimes a play-by-play call can be a little bit behind the actual play as your brain's figuring out the words and the, the, uh, analysts will see what's happening, especially if they're a former coach and, and they scream a, over a you. hole and they screaming while you're explaining it, that one was clean all the way up until the very end. And it was just a dual reaction. I'm not as I exercised just, about that. i
7: my 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 thing is in this whole broadcasting industry, and we just sound like two guys who like to complain about little nitpicking broadcasting, which is fine. It's, our, I think, it, we, I, yeah. as people who have done it enough, I think we we're fair to 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 do, have, dole out a little bit of criticism. But I would say on a call that big, to have it drowned out by the fact your analyst who's supposed to wait until you're done talking on almost every play right. to 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 break the play down. Wow. And so on that Hail Mary, I believe the ball was caught short of the end zone yes, and they had to get in. Yeah. So the ball's not even in the end zone yet. And you're being drowned out by your analyst who's yeah. screaming at the top yeah. of his lungs. No, I'm, right. I'm
8: just like, like he goes, pat-
7: whoa, you're right. No, you're I, right. I, I just not like can't. I don't,
8: I don't like that. OK, we need to take a break. Coming up next, we will uh, chat with uh, Les Garrett from the Corvallis Gazette Times. Democrat Herald, he covers Oregon State on a regular basis. Get his thoughts on today's game. Uh, tomorrow's game, rather, and uh, just move on. And as we go to break, just for fun, one last time.
4: Burrow wants to throw Easy, his pass. Yeah. Caught by Hurst. Easy. Touchdown. Nice, nice. Bengals. Nice. And that should be Coffin Nails. Bam, bam, bam. And Cincinnati has <laughs> bam, a two-point bam. Lead with less than
7: <laughs> You should add that to one to your, to your docket. Yeah, there you go. For that Portland State game, as soon as they hit a three, bam, bam, bam. We'll, we'll be
8: right back.
3: Power Motorsports Mahindra September sale is going on now. Mahindra tractors have a heavy-duty steel frame and more built-in weight so you can safely do more work. Right now, you can get a new 2022 Mahindra 1600 Series 1626 HST starting at 19999 This compact tractor is designed for light to medium applications or the 2022 Mahindra Max Series Max 26 XLT starting at 1899 These compact tractors offer unlimited versatility, plenty of power for large jobs. Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. Available at Power Motorsports. Online at PowerMotorsports.com.
0: Have you seen Highland Bowl's Expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks, too. And the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games, too. Highland Bowl. It isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the Expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis.
1: We sell them up, you knock them down.
0: A lot of land comes with a lot of work, and the new Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer, including the versatility to mow, move bales of hay, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. The new Kubota MX Series is rated number one in durability and owner experience. Visit Lynn Benton Tractor in tangent or go to LynnBentonTractor.com. Lynn Tractor,
1: we're
4: still
2: doing business the American way. The fall means it's time for Oregon State football, a new season and hopefully a full game at the end of the year. It's also a good time to look at that home remodeling project. If you need new carpet, countertops, luxury vinyl, or window coverings, see the staff at Corvallis Floor Covering. They've been coaching Beaver fans and helping you get it done for over 30 years. Stop by and see their showroom, full of all the popular brands that you know, love, and gotta have. They're on the corner of Second and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves.
3: Welcome back to the Joe Beaver Show with Mike Parker and John Warren. Mike, how did the Joe Beaver Show become the best sports talk show in the nation? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, all right, all right. It's okay, Mike. How about we just let the listeners find out for themselves? Here they are on the Joe Beaver show.
8: Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Huh? That would
7: be a now nationally relevant that's, Joe Beaver show thanks to right. David Tumwater. Texts in and tells us he did plug the Joe Beaver show on Mad Dog Russo's show today, so Hey, Mad Dog, if you're listening, well, we'd appreciate a call in. That'd be good. I that can, would make that I would be a great show. I can't wait to hear
8: what the exchange went like.
7: Well, I, I'm, maybe if I have time later today, I'll comb through his uh, his podcast version of his show today. If he, up, I yeah. would assume he uploads it. So let's see if I can uh, can hear his reaction to it. Yeah, that's or uh, Dave, if you want to get out in front of it, and if you have nothing to do, that's just right. send the clip in the text line.
8: All right, let's welcome in our guest, Les Garrett from the Corvallis Gazette Times Democrat Herald a uh, regular uh, beat writer for Oregon state football this year. Haven't had you on the show yet. Really uh, pleased that you have time for us today. Les, how you doing, buddy? Very well. Thank you, John, for the invitation.
13: Always happy to talk
8: sports. What do you think when you hear uh, this, this Chris Felica say Beaver defense, I'd like to see the numbers to see, cause I know that Montana state's quarterback ran roughshod um Mm -hmm. and i know that caleb williams is a heisman candidate who could win the whole thing because he is unbelievable his escapability was was incredible but it seems to me did the montana state quarterback garner something to where a guy on a national show would have that perspective and i know he probably hasn't looked into oregon state much Mm -hmm. at all he's more of a uh, what do you call those guys who do the lines? He's more of a big, uh, just a betting guy, betting like a, guy. a Vegas yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Les?
13: Well, I don't know. Do you remember last year? It felt like uh, those plays with the running quarterbacks really hurt the, the Oregon State defense at some really inopportune times? Yeah. Um, and I know that, that that was something that they focused on in the off season. And, and really, I got to be honest, I, I thought they did a pretty good job against Williams on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if that fourth and sixth play come, shakes out just slightly different. Um, you know that that's just a really big play,
8: and it was it was it's defense. Really it was defensed almost perfect. It yeah, was, it was yeah. until the offensive yeah, lineman you, gave him a shot. You did
7: hit Caleb Williams <laughs> short uh, of the you know two yards short of the first down marker, and if you look at it, I guess on paper the only running back who's really torched all year was Travis Dye. That was really it. Otherwise, no one really like you know stands out in terms of running backs. Of course, Utah probably has the best group of running backs you'll see this <laughs> year with Tavion Thomas. Again, we're not sure how much he is going to play but you know that is something to keep an eye on and you know i was mentioning this to john earlier the show i'm just curious how it will show up on the road because the one the fresno state game that was a different defense from the other three games we've seen this year yeah
13: but there's some truth to that a uh, kind of a, a pattern from last year maybe carrying forward a little bit but we don't have a whole lot of sample yet yeah no. to see and and i think oregon state fans can be hopeful that with another year of of seasoning that maybe this defensive unit will, will perform better on the road they sure have been impressive in a lot of ways so far this
7: season. Yeah, they really have, John. The number for you, 79th nationally in run defense, 150.8 yards per game for this Oregon State running defense. Again, that's not like I don't think that's the worst number in the world, especially in college football where I think rushing numbers are traditionally Mm -hmm. a little higher. There's a little more space to run. Again, not everyone really uh, as sound as much, but also for the defense, I'm just curious to see how they will handle uh, Cam Rising because last week against Cam Caleb Williams, uh, less they had, you know, they really locked him down. I mean, Caleb looked very uncomfortable. The pass rush was getting to him, yeah. moving him off his spot, and he was spiking a lot of throws in the turf. And, you know, is that yeah. pass rush going to be the same there on the road at Utah? I'm, I'm not sure because the environment uh, from this week for that defense, from actually from last Saturday for that defense to this Saturday on the road is going to be a lot different. It, it,
13: it absolutely is. I thought the the pass defense against USC was outstanding. Um, You know, Williams' completion set percentage was was not good. Um, And and the proof of it's on the, at the end of the day, the proof of it's on the scoreboard. Um, You know, they they allowed 17 points, and and one of those touchdowns was as a result of an offensive turnover that gave the Trojans a really short field. So I don't know that you could have asked a whole lot more from that Oregon State defense than what they gave you last week. Now on the road in a, in what's going to be a, a hostile environment with the wind, you know they really had the wind at their sails uh, Saturday night against the Trojans with a with a great crowd. It, it will be interesting to see how they perform this week. But you know it's a really really
8: veteran group of guys they're relying on, so um, so we'll see. I'll tell you that the uh, you're right about the defense, the secondary and the job they did and. The defense as a whole was was pinning him in. They didn't let him really, for the most part, get to the outside. There was a no. there was a video that was shared on Twitter yesterday showing isolating a play where the Beavers were about to sack Caleb Williams and the defender. The the offensive lineman was just like tackling the Beaver with no hold call, and in the same frame was another offensive lineman. Tackling a ram uh, arms wrapped around the the Beaver defender coming through and no no flag called on on those hold that missed yeah. holding calls and I don't know if they get the same treatment in Salt Lake this week if they do it could be hard but if they don't then we might see some some pressure and some sacks on rising
13: yeah that that absolutely that that was really tough a guy that stood out to me when I was trying to go back and, and watch uh, some of the game and rewatch some of the sections. I thought Chatfield had a good game. Yeah, for Oregon State on Saturday night. Um, there on, on that one possession late in the game, uh, when the Trojans were up against their own goal line, he, he made a couple of really big plays. He's active. He's athletic. He's long. Um, he's pretty well what you're looking for in that edge rusher. And and you know he's he's now four games into to being able to play for this system. If he's getting more comfortable and 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 could be more productive, I think that could really provide a, a boost for this defense
7: because he certainly looks to have all the tools. Les Garrett of the Corvallis Gazette Times joining us here on the program. You know, uh, uh, looking at it, and uh, I'd say a call, uh, a texture who just texted in kind of, you know, brought this up and it was sitting in the back of my mind for a little bit, but as much as this is a test for Oregon state, I think this is a test for Utah as well. Cause they played three kind of underwhelming opponents since they went on the ro- road and lost to Florida in the swamp. So I, I do think, you know, it, it sort of is a balance on both sides and I, I guess more of a measuring stick. And if you look at the one game less that Utah, you know, struggled with this year against the Florida Gators, they gave up over 230 yards on the ground uh, and, you know, had their struggles at times mm-hmm. on offense and cam rising made some mistakes. They're on the road in a hostile and, Environment. Of course, not going to be hostile this weekend in the friendly confines there at Rice-Eccles Stadium. But, you know, uh, with the, when the talent level goes up, at least for Utah this season, it seems they have struggled a little bit.
13: You know, it's, isn't it hard at this point to, to know what to make of that Florida loss?
7: Yeah,
5: I don't uh, know. Because we don't... I, I was
13: looking at that this morning, and, and we don't really know what Florida is. Yeah, we don't. Um, <laughs> and so, the, you know, the losses to Kentucky and to Tennessee – uh, well, there's still a lot we don't know about Florida, so it's hard to know how to weigh that opening day loss for Utah, and, and certainly nothing that's happened since really is going to tell you a whole lot. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a very valid point is we, we don't we kind of we, we see that that team and we know the continuity they have and the way that they've played and and so we, we think we know what what Utah is going to be, but we really don't know what this year's team is. We're still finding that out. So I think it's going to be a highly competitive game on Saturday.
8: Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your questions when we're in the media room, too, by the way. You you cut down to the chase. Those are good.
13: Well, I, what I don't want to do is waste everybody's time, John.
8: Well, <laughs> You know how it's so funny, especially in the beginning, and it's just all these generic softballs. How does it feel? What does it feel like being bad? Da, 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 da. And then along comes you, and, and, and I try to do it a little bit as well. Uh, what's your offense going to do this week? What, what's the defense facing? What do, you, what do you have to do to stop them? You know, actual questions of, of strat- strategy.
10: Well,
13: yeah. Yeah, well, when I ask questions, I just at the end of the day, I, I've got to write a story at the end of this. Yeah. And so I, I, I just try to have an idea of a couple of things that I need to know to, um, to go forward and write. Uh, the truth is um, we're all learning and, 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 you know, hopefully growing at our games at what we do. And uh, I, I, I do have to say though, I appreciate the uh, the patience of the coaches, not trying to uh, yeah. to butter anybody up here. But um,
8: I, I appreciate their patience in talking to us. They, they're really professional, and um, I appreciate that. I would agree. They are a good bunch of guys. There isn't, an, and this, that's not always true with Oregon State coaches. So it's not like we're just trying to be rosy and through orange cover glasses. You do a great job, Les, with the, with your stuff. Thanks for coming on with us today, and go beeves.
13: You are very welcome, John. You have a great weekend. Right, Thank take you. care. That's
8: Les Garrett, uh, Albany Democrat Harold Corvallis Gazette Times. And uh, he'll have the game story on on I'm sure on Sunday. We got a break, come back and wrap things up here. It's a very short break here on twelve forty Joe Radio.
2: Feel the power at Power Honda in Albany, where quality, service, and peace of mind meet you as you walk through the door at 4120 Sandiam Highway in Albany. Power Honda is family-owned and offers new vehicles and over a 1,000 used vehicles to choose from. Power Honda has a Google review of 4.9 stars, offers financing for everyone, and knows how to treat their customers' needs. Honda. Come feel the power at Power Honda in Albany. The outside to the left and jogs in. Touchdown, Beaver.
4: It takes a team effort to score a touchdown. The same is true if you need some advice with personal or business tax planning, monthly business bookkeeping, or just need some help with strategy. With over 45 years in business, the coaching staff at Tax and Wealth Management in can help. See David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, or Robert Berry. They have the experience you need to execute the game plan and score a touchdown every time. Visit taxandwealthmanagement.com and
8: get into the game. Touchdown! All right. Uh just a couple of minutes left in this hour. Our thanks to everybody who called in. Somebody sent in some audio from a Josh Worden touchdown, or actually a Josh Worden Stevie Thompson game winner. So I'm gonna hear that after we're done because we can't get to that quick enough. And uh outside of Florida, has Utah really been tested this season? No, for Craig and no, Salem. I no, would say they no. Not. They no. haven't. And I know they're I know they're happy about it. I know they're excited. And when we had the writer on yesterday was uh Josh Newman. Josh Newman. I was thinking Josh Allen. Wrong wrong team. Uh, <laughs> Josh Newman. When I asked the, what I thought was going to be a benign question about, well, is it a wash, uh, us losing Luke Musgrave, and then um, Brent to uh, Keithy getting out, he said no. No. Keithy was involved in virtually everything, and yep. Rising kind of had him as his go-to guy. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to ever be happy for someone who's hurt, but the advantage Beavers in that scenario right yeah there. yeah and
7: and that doesn't discount the loss of luke musgrave at all really but like like you said like you know luke musgrave is a receiving tight end he he's not there as much to put his hand in the ground and block a 270 pound defensive lineman who's running at the quarterback so but keithy that you know that was something he did very well so mm-hmm. oregon state could take advantage of that against the backups although many compliments to that Utah tight end room. It's apparently a deep group that we will see for the first time without Keithy e in a full game on
8: Saturday. Tomorrow, 7 a.m., John Brighton, 7 a.m. Early. Well, you know what? I get to sleep in two hours. And, uh, and I get to wake up four hours no, early. No football game tonight. You did that last night, so yep. you have tonight off. It's going to be nice and relaxing. Our thanks to Kate Maxim, Oregon State women's rowing coach, um, Ron Callen on site, sideline extraordinaire, women's basketball, and Les Garrett from the paper from the, the Corvallis Gazette-Times and your texts and phone calls. Great show. Had a lot of fun doing it and uh, we look forward to tomorrow at 7. We'll see if Dougie can come up with some uh, Tommy's coupons like we've done before on early morning shows. Thanks, TJ. We'll see ya. Go Mariners! Tonight on Joe.
0: K-E-J-O Corvallis and translator k 2290 i Corvalles. Corvallis
8: The home of the Beavers
0: 1240 Joe Radio